Friday. I'm so excited. Welcome to Wild Card Wellness, where you never know what we're going to say. Sometimes we don't know what we're going to say. <laughs> it is fantastic. Oh man, I'm so excited to be here this morning. We are um, going to have a little conversation about body image because it's uh, Wild Card Wellness. You can and find us on I love YouTube spring and because Facebook, right in the middle of like wellness, when you gave up as well as on Instagram, <laughs> all your new year's resolutions. <laughs> underscore with that is so terrible. Until next time, stay wild. But and then stay you're well. about to go into less clothing season. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> so it kind of gets you all back to like. Then you go, maybe some people might go into panic, like, oh my word, I wish I hadn't stopped going to the gym in February. Or uh, I wish <laughs> two weeks into January, <laughs> right? So anyway, we totally understand. And if you're listening to the podcast, um, maybe check out the YouTube video also to go with this because then you'll get an opportunity to see what we look like as real human beings. And um, you're going to see that we're going to have this conversation, and we are not the supermodels that we sound like. So. Um, you're gonna like come see us. <laughs> I had to mute myself to laugh. <laughs> I have never been called a supermodel voice. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, thank you, Duca. <laughs> <laughs> we can do voiceovers. We sound awesome. <laughs> so come and. <laughs> no such thing no such thing um so anyway i'm really excited to talk about body image and i'd love for you to come check out the youtube channel because you're gonna see this is two very normal people belin's pretty darn gorgeous i oh, oh hey yeah i got that going on too i got a little muscle right here though we're showing each other's like <laughs> bat wings <laughs> i mean I, i'm wearing bats today but like i do not want bat wings on my underarms <laughs> And I love that we're having this conversation because I, as you know, I've been uh, going through the process of getting braces and I'm at the, towards the end, but I found the end is like way more painful than the beginning. And my face is swollen and my mouth is sore. And um, for me, I'm noticing that when I am in, a, in a, a physical pain situation, I crave those fatty processed sugared. I mean, those are the things I'm like, mm, 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 because it just creates that brain chemistry to help me feel better oh, so comfort I'm, foods yes comfort foods because i don't feel good um and so this has been a really really wonderful experience i'm super excited that we're talking about body image so i'm going to jump right into it because i want to ask the very first question belin have you ever had a problem with the way that you looked or have you your whole life looked in the mirror and been like dang i am so good looking i mean <laughs> I've ever done that. <laughs> I am like the meanest person to myself and I'm working on it, but it was just like one time somebody said to me, like, would you talk to your kid the way you talk to yourself? And like, that is now a line I use on everyone I coach because it so resonated for me. So I don't remember who said it, but thank you for saying it to me because now I'm paying that forward. And so like, I would never talk to my kid the way that I talk to myself. 
and I still do it. I catch myself. I did it this weekend because, um, you know, I celebrated something with my kid and he wanted shrimp. And for um, those of you who have been following my journey, I've been pretty much meat free this for the you know past year and a half. And not that I am anti-meat in any capacity, it just does not do well with my body. So, but my kid is total, oh, total like meat eater. And I was just like, can we celebrate please? And I was just like, okay. He's like, can we have shrimp please? And I was like, okay. And so we had shrimp on Friday or Saturday and I gained five pounds overnight, five pounds. And it's not really weight, it's the inflammation. And it's because it does, like I said, meat and like, it just does not do well in my body. And so I was like, oh my God, you know this, you fat pig. And I was like, oh, I said that to myself. And I was like, oh my God, like covering my mouth going, oh, such shame still attached to it. So like I had to go back and like forgive myself and align and like think about who did this to me and forgive them for it too. So it was just like, ooh, like I remember my mom telling me like, oh, you're so fat. And it was just like as much stuff as I've done. And that's where like, you know, and it comes out a lot, like when you're bullied, you bully other people when you're mean, when you're, when someone's mean to you, you're mean to yourself or to other people. It, it, there's that transference that happens. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm not nice to myself all the time about that. I think that I could probably say pretty surely that most people have said mean things to themselves about their body or they, I, I know when I was younger, and my kids were like, just like barely they reach up and they could only reach my stomach. Right. And I had had three kids and I had two extra kids in the house and et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, oh no, don't, don't touch me. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh, <laughs> that's not very nice. What am I teaching them? <laughs> if I'm like, hey, don't touch mom's tummy. You know, am I teaching them that mom doesn't like her tummy? I mean, that's true. Mom did not like her tummy, but that was a whole separate thing. And it's not something I want to convey on them. I have two very slender children and one really curvy girl. Um, and so I wanted to make sure. She's still slender and fit. Yeah. She's just but curvy. She's, like, she's got a beautiful body, not to yeah. like, you know, put her out there, but oh my God, she's got a beautiful figure. Right. But she's still, she's definitely the curviest girl in her group, <laughs> you know, because she's only 14 and she's a full grown woman. And everybody else is still like coming into their womanhood. And mm -hmm. so she's definitely like, uh, you know, sometimes like, should I be, I mean, could I wear, you know what I mean? Because she's got yeah. all these people around you or her who are just still very, very slender, very like the true and child body. body. Yeah, and their child body. Um, and so I know I would say mean things about myself, just like- Me too. Me. I was like, yeah, I did it this that. weekend. I shocked, like the words coming out of my mouth. And I was like, oh no, delete, delete. <laughs> I was like, oh no, that's not how I want to show up. So yeah, yeah, even like even this week, knowing we're coming into this episode this today, it's still okay. something I work on. So I was doing, as I usually do, a little bit of research because we want people to be body confident. I don't know where you are in your life. And it shouldn't matter what your journey is. I want you to love the, the body that you're in. Your, your amazing spirit is inside of this body 
And if you guys work together, your spirit and your body, you're going to make so many, you're going to accomplish so much more. You're going to touch so many more people's lives. You're going to fulfill the purpose of your creation so much more easily. If you're not in conflict, if you're, if your physical space isn't in conflict with your spiritual space. So I, I'm going to go ahead and stand up here. So this will go back to the YouTube channel. I'm going to show you, I wore this shirt on purpose because it's a little bit tighter. I don't like tight things, generally speaking, because I want to camouflage all this right here, right there, right? <laughs> um, so I, um, <laughs> I'm going to stand up and show you, I'm a, I'm a curvy gal myself, but not on the slender side. I'm definitely on the deaf. I'm like, if you drew me, I'd be circles, right? <laughs> circle bottom, circle middle, circle top, circle. I'm a, I'm a circle lady, lady which <laughs> is fantastic. I like circles. Circles are fun. Even in my, I have like a shirt with details that are circles. <laughs> so um, I have I know people who like purposely focus on body confidence. Um, Esther Lindsay is one of them. And she's done some Facebook stuff where she um, just really is vulnerable and puts herself out there and, and gives people steps on, on how to feel better about themselves. But before we get to that part, I did want to mention, I just wanted to share this little note that I wrote down here about body confidence. So body confidence is the ability to feel completely at home in your body no matter what size or shape, period, the end. Good. Yeah, right? So I want everyone That's to have yourself body where you are. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you might have a desire for something else. You might have a desire for more definition in your arms or in your legs or whatever, and you're maybe you're working on that, but still, you got to love yourself where you are right now. Love yourself where you are and on that journey to where you're going. So, and then to get there, we start with body positivity. So I'm so glad Belen shared her story this weekend about how, um, about how mean she was to herself so that we can start with being positive about ourselves. So that's now my question to you, Belen. You had mentioned that you were like, oh, stop. You, you, you stopped yourself in I the moment. I stopped myself. Mm -hmm. I caught myself. Yeah. So do you think that's step one, recognizing when you're being negative towards yourself? Um, no, I think step one is actually recognizing that you're unhappy with your body. Because then when you recognize that, like, we all know that we're like, I mean, none of us really look like, I mean, I watch like sometimes like the Korean, uh, like pop movie, like those K-pop movies on Netflix and the girls are so skinny. And I'm like, how do they get that skinny? Like, we're not really that skinny. And then like, I got like, I'm Spanish. I got Latina hips and like one hip is bigger than the other. And like, you know, like I curve like an hourglass. So even, even when I'm heavy, like I can stand up and I'm still curved. But then when I stand sideways, the way Duca did, then I have the pouch. But my biggest thing is here. Cause like all through here, I look really good, you know? And then like, I have the flabby skin because I've gone up and down in my weight, especially having had neurosarcoid and being on pharmaceuticals so much. Um, the first time I was hospitalized, they put me on a thousand milligrams of prednisolone, which is prednisone intravenously, a thousand milligrams a day for 10 days. The first four days I gained almost 35 pounds, like, like that overnight. It was just like, all of a sudden I had chipmunk cheeks. Like I had the double chin and it was just like, I was just like, 
the marshmallow, the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. And it was just like, I have pictures from the hospital where I'm in the bathroom taking like selfies every day because I can't, I'm witnessing my transformation of into this severe inflammation in my body and this like really quick weight gain where my stomach, like I, like you can ask any guy that I've dated post-divorce, um, I hate my stomach because I have so many stretch marks from being sick and all of the weight I gained from being sick that I have more stretch marks from that than I do from my pregnancy. And wow. it's like, it's just like, oh my God, they're like, oh, like, you know, this. And I'm like, oh, don't look at that. Like, oh, like, don't look at that, like covering my like belly. Like, oh no, we don't want to look at my belly, <laughs> you know? Oh no. So like the stretch marks on my hips, I'm on the side and like under my arms and like even on my thighs, those are all from pregnancy and from like, even like my thighs and my arms are from puberty. Um, but all around my belly button and like all through here, that's all from like, from prednisone. And it was just like, I have more stretch marks from being sick and overweight from all of the pharmaceuticals than I do from carrying my son for 10 months or nine and a half months, whatever. So, and like, oh. it's just like my skin tore mm-hmm. from how mm-hmm. fast it was. Like, I'm like, oh, I keep putting vetiver on it. Like, okay, you know, DDR prime, like we're going to go away one of these days, but this hasn't happened yet. We're, we're still believing it though. We're well, still working so on it. If someone came to you, cause you're a fantastic coach and someone came to, to you. you in a balloon, I can't go forward in my life or my business because I, and I'm going to repeat what you said, cause I hate my stomach what would you, what would your first suggestion be to them? So they've accomplished, they they, they zeroed in. They're like, this is the thing that's taking up my brain space. Yeah. So like, I mean, I would think about redefining what your stomach is. I love redefinitions. I, I was on messenger this morning with somebody and was like, I think you should redefine what that sounds like for you. And so, and I do it all the time. I've done it to you, Duca, <laughs> you know, like we've done it together. We've done it working on people. We know like how that, you know, how our relationship is. And, um, I think that redefining is, it's actually a technique I learned from Tyler Watson. So I have to give him credit for that. Um, but redefining is like, it opens the door to seeing what is bothering you and shifting it into an ideal way. And like, you know, like maybe it's not there yet, but this is how you want it to show up. And then starting from there. So that's so awesome. I love that. That goes really well with what I was thinking, um, which would be Kim Duncan taught a class one time that I got to go to and um she I'm said Duncan. <laughs> I know, right so they're from three key elements they're really fantastic I love the, the advice they give is like you can totally do it in the real world I don't know it's really great um redefining you can also do but I think it ties along really well into she was like all right your homework assignment after this this lecture is to write a letter to your most disapproved of body part like the <laughs> thing you're always the thing about yourself they're always like mm. Oh, you know, um, and then 
take a minute and let that body part talk back to you. Yeah. Let that body part write a letter back to you. And then she allowed some people to read it. And it was just like, oh, so amazing to hear what our body has to say. And I think that's really, for me, what it comes down to really at the basis that my biggest foundation, what I've been learning for the last couple months is when I don't feel good, when I'm in physical pain, then I, I, all bets are off. I will eat the fatty sugar processed foods um, because it helps me to numb. It makes me numb, right? Um, and, but if I don't, if I stay on my track of eating the things I know what are, that are beneficial for me, that nourish my body, and I, I've learned a lot of that through uh, Peter, Dr. Diadamo's books, uh, Eat Right for Your Blood Type, um, then I feel better. Like it's not as instant because it's not that numbing dopamine type of release into my body, but I feel better. I have less negative talk towards myself um, because I don't have that inflammation that happens, right? So there's nothing like being in pain, eating the crappy stuff, then you have inflammation, and then you're, everything feels tighter and you actually have created more pain in the process. So I have found that to be yeah. I agree. Um, I, when I was going through my transition, because I changed everything to get off of pharmaceuticals. And so um, I, I, was, I, I can totally relate to what Duke is saying about you feel like shit and you want to feel better and food is the easy and it's socially we've been trained we've been nurtured and trained that you know when you don't feel good like oh you have a boo-boo you're crying okay let me put a band-aid here i'll give you a cookie or you know you have something oh you didn't do so well oh okay you guys lost a soccer match let's go out for pizza anyway you know so we've been conditioned <laughs> or we won yes we won Woo! yes and then you get cake on top of it um but still like we've been conditioned and i remember um there was a time when robert had really bad autism spirals and so we had him going to um well i had signed him up for karate classes and at that time we lived in pelham bay and the karate classes were at Excel gym. I totally give credit to everybody that has helped me on my journey. So you'll know that I name drop all the time. Um, only because I want people to get credit and I want to share it. This isn't just a Duca and Valen show here. Like I totally acknowledged everybody who's helped me get to where I am. So we lived like two blocks from Excel gym in the Bronx and, um, you know, Robert was young, he was in an autism spiral. So at that point, I had to just sit down, read a book and let him go through it. And this, this woman passed by and like, it was uncomfortable for her to see him in the spiral. And she was like, Oh, honey, if you stop crying, um, mommy will get you some ice cream. And I was like, No, I'm not. And she was just like, mommy will get you a, um, a candy bar. And I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> and she was just like bribing him with food. And I was like, miss, I'm sorry, but like, please don't butt in, like allow him to feel what he's feeling, feel his emotions and go through it. And she's like, how can you just sit? And like, of course, then I got scolded. Like, how can you just sit there? And like, you know, cause it was uncomfortable for her. And she felt like she needed to stop it. 
and was offering him all this crap and like not even knowing like we're dairy free we don't we're sugar free like you know none of that stuff that she was offering was even like an incentive to him anyway because it's not something that he knew to eat so it was just like um we're just so conditioned with food that way so when we have a crappy day we treat ourselves better like you know we had shrimp this weekend and it was like okay we treated ourselves i totally fell into that story and um you know of course i you know i bought you know um wild caught and like the more you know like i didn't buy like the 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 cheapy you know three dollar a pound shrimp but i still fell into that it was like robert was like in the total belief of let's celebrate with food and so um and you know that's what happens with the like especially with the two parent household because we don't celebrate with food typically but he's learned it along the way and so again society encourages this so um that's why one of the things that i really appreciated during my transition was that i use um dr joel Furman a lot and he's just like you know, like most diets are like, oh, don't eat desserts, don't eat this, don't eat that. And he was just like, have dessert every day. <laughs> you know, and I was like, yes. And he was just like, make it a smart dessert, like make it like a baked apple with raisins in it and cinnamon on top and like a little bit of maple syrup or like some, you know, some uh, peach slice or a, uh, uh, pear slices with puree raspberry drizzles on top and i was like oh, i can eat this every day and and still heal this is amazing so i um so like one of the big things and like when i'm coaching someone for weight loss or for diet or for detox the first thing is like once we start talking about the food because i liked like now i, I like starting with the mindset and then, you know, which is what we've been talking about all this time, how we talk to ourselves. And then we go into the food. Then I always talk about like, throw the crap out. Because if it's not there, what is the likelihood of us actually getting in our car, driving to the store, driving to the fast food place to go, you know, fulfill that binge and then come home? It's probably really slim. I mean, there are people out there who probably who might do it, but if we have alternatives and at home, like some, you know, like some dried, you know, like the dates or the, you know, the the sweet pears and stuff like that, and and we can make something up really quick, we'll probably go to that first. Or like, you know, maybe on a Saturday or a Sunday, like I used to puree. I mean, Robert loved mango. I mean, uh, avocado pops of all things, avocado with uh, lemon juice. I'd puree it and then add like a few pieces of kiwi in it and make frozen pops. And he would eat that like it was the like the softy, like Mr. Softy had just come to the neighborhood and he got a, a ice cream from the truck. And so when you plan ahead for those times when you're in like that spiral you're gonna come out so much better and then you won't give in to those um the bag of doritos that's on top of the sorry for the new york city noise <laughs> but yeah so just get rid of all the crap get you know and it's hard for some people because they're like i've spent so much money on all of this stuff especially when it has a shelf life of eternity 
<laughs> they don't want to get rid of it. But if you don't like, if you don't want to throw it out, fine, don't throw it out. Put it in a garbage bag, tie it in a giant knot and put it in the far darkest corner of your garage where you're not going to find it or you're going to forget about it or it's going to be, you know, like sabotage yourself on the journey of getting it and digging it out so that you don't act like it's too much effort to get it. Or like the easiest thing is just to throw it all out, clean out your whole kitchen and just overhaul it. What do you say, mm -hmm. Duke? I, I agree. I can't tell you, we have this, uh, we have a pantry, right? Like as mo most people have a pantry. And I'm like, well, I'm gonna put the not great stuff at the top shelf so that it's like harder to access. Are you kidding? Now we open the pantry and the first place we look is that top shelf. Like what's up there? What's on the top shelf? So I'm like, okay, it's time to like, <laughs> Maybe just empty out the top you shelf. You reconditioned yourself. I know, right? So I'm like, okay, let's. I'm gonna empty out the top shelf and just put like those pots and pans I hardly ever use up there. Just no more top shelf. There's no top shelf. <laughs> and the tricky, the most fun part, I think, is and and if we're talking about food, <laughs> which um, is not getting it in the first place, not bringing it in, into the house. Absolutely. So, yeah so because yeah. like I have a friend who and like I love her dearly I hope she's listening and, and does not take offense to this but I have a friend who her son eats garbage all day and so you know I have several friends who who you know I would be like oh my god not that they're actually garbage but I'm just like oh my god I wish they wouldn't eat that <laughs> but I keep that inside um but now they probably know because if they're no, <laughs> so I'm outing myself, but, um, you know, she, she actually wanted to change her son's diet and she was just like, yeah, but that's all he'll eat. And I'm like, so change the story, like change the stuff that you're buying. And it's like, well, I don't like, if I don't buy it, he'll get mad at me. And it's just like, well, who's the parent? Like, yeah, he'll probably get like get pissed off and whatever. Cause you've created this habit by allowing him access to this, but you're still the parent. You can still change the rules. And if they don't like it, oh, wow. Like it's for their highest and best. And, you know, have them understand the reason why you made those decisions and then, you know, offer them alternatives. Like, okay, great. If you don't, you know, like if you stop complaining, then I'll reward you with this. And then eventually it'll just become like one, like it takes, um, I believe it's 10 um, exposures to your palate to start appreciating the taste of something. So like, you know, they might be like, oh, I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. And I think this was from, um, I want to say Missy Laporta, but Missy Laporta was the, the, the home designer. <laughs> it was Missy something. <laughs> she, she was from, um, uh brain cells here sneaky chef so sneaky chef so i don't remember her last name missy something so um she even though she is not pre predominantly gluten and dairy free she makes she tells you like she teaches you how to puree certain vegetables that kids wouldn't typically eat and hide it in the foods like you can uh puree cauliflower and make a cauliflower mix and then add that to your mashed potatoes and then so every time you make mashed potatoes you add a little bit more like you start out with like a tablespoon and then two tablespoons and then three and like 
you know, so like eventually they don't even taste the transition of more cauliflower than actual mashed potatoes. Although now like mashed potatoes are actually pretty good for you, but um, you know, there was a time that potatoes were stigmatized and they're on the dirty dozen list. So the chase lapin. Yes, that's it. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for looking that up. Sorry, Missy, but we said it wrong. But <laughs> let's just let's look back through our scenic route here. And what kind of rewards, like, do you give out then? What? How do you celebrate without bringing in food, or do you just celebrate with different food? Well, I like celebrating with movies and mm -hmm. spending time together or we go out somewhere like we go hiking or we go to the park um you know because we're in the city it's not something that we can take we take for granted and do every day um a lot of my classes are in the afternoons because that's when people show up after work so i can be like oh like great let's celebrate i'll you know i'll have someone else cover my classes and i'll you know like let's go do something um, before COVID, it was like actually going out to the movies and then we'd pack our own snacks and stuff. And then, you know, just, or some, a big goal that we're working towards. Awesome. Awesome. That sounds right. Um, I would do like dollar amounts because my kids love money. They're like, mm, money. <laughs> my kid does too. <laughs> um, or a little bit more electronic time or um, yeah. a game that they've been wanting to play, like a, a physical game, because you know, sometimes it's hard to wrangle everybody together. So I'll be, wrangle everyone together so we can play a board game or something that they've been interested in. Um, yeah. So mm -hmm. I think there's lots of uh, different things to do, but we love, we're pretty lucky. We're the, I'm, I'm the urban girl. Urban I'm the girl. I'm the girl. girl. She's the urban girl. Um, and so I'm the urban else? girl. She's the rural girl. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so we have lots of outside time. I mean, I'm in my office now, overlooking uh, a waterfall into a pond that we created. So I mean, we're 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 living it up here, pretty awesome. Yeah. So I'm listening so we'll, to sirens driving by. <laughs> so whatever it is that helps motivate your kids, that maybe isn't the same or. Just or motivate like, yourself like right. and that's one of the things that you know everybody's like oh i want to lose 20 pounds like when you lose the first five pounds celebrate you know or if and it doesn't even have to be because in all honesty muscle weighs more than than um so but like if you're like 250 pounds i don't want to hear you say that i'm 100 percent muscle <laughs> um but like, if you are 100 muscle on your way 250 pounds please send a picture you're a rhinoceros <laughs> yeah like i want to know um no but um forget <laughs> my thought um so like if you're if you're not doing anything to actually build that muscle like if you're not doing calisthenics or or um you know weightlifting yes if you're not doing anything to actually convert that fat into muscle then you know or you're not starting like you don't start seeing the definition that's when you like when you look at your your scale and you're like oh like i didn't gain any weight but you're going to start noticing that you're losing inches or you're getting more defined and more tone and like your bat wings start going away and stuff like that um then it's good that you're not losing weight because you're toning up and building muscle. But, um, and I don't wanna focus only on weight because weight isn't always 
um, a measure of good health because there are skinny people who are not healthy and there are skinny people. Um, so I'm going to get hit for saying this, but like my ex-husband was skinny and he has a complex, like he won't take off his shirt at the beach or at the pool. I don't know if he does now. I, I don't, you know, we're not together, but when we were together, that was something like he was the whole other side of the spectrum. Like I'm like chubby and chunky and curvy where I'm like, oh, I don't want people to look at me. He was like, I'm too thin um, because of, you know, the stuff that my body is going through and I don't want people to look at me. So you get it from both sides, right, Duca? Absolutely. Um, Aurora is my, one of my thin kiddos. And when she was, gosh, I'm sure people, she hasn't changed a lot in the last five years. Oh my gosh. But she's people would be like, oh, you're so thin. You're so skinny. And she was like, stop telling me that I'm skinny. You know, <laughs> but she was, she would feel really, she worked, she started wearing really baggy um, pullovers, uh, sweatshirts, hoodie, hoodies, hoodies. I think that's what the cool kids call them these days, hoodies. <laughs> she would wear leggings because that's all that we could find that fit her cute, tiny little waist and long enough to go down her legs um, and hoodies because she didn't want people to really know what she looked like because everybody was telling her she was too thin, too skinny. Like, oh my word, don't you eat anything? It just uh, total opposite end. Um, and <laughs> she got tired of hearing that too. And I also have a friend um, who runs, she's a runner. So she's, she's nice and naturally thin. She loves that the running high she gets. Um, and she's always been more naturally thin. Um, and she doesn't like being called skinny either. And she, she works out for her own personal health, but she's not working out to be thinner. She's working out to be healthy, to yeah. have good heart health, to have um, good muscle strength, to have, um, when we, when we lift, we keep our bone density as women a little bit higher. Plus we maintain those good, strong tendons between our connective tissues. So that's why she exercises. She's not trying to lose weight. She's trying to be healthy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's important that it doesn't matter. And then of course there's Isabel. She's, she's, our, she's curvy. She does not like running. She thinks aerobics are trying to kill her. But <laughs> I'm with Isabel. <laughs> she's like, like, look, at, I don't need to outrun the bear. I just need to beat the bear to a pulp. So she can like, she just, she, she weight lifts. She does, she, you have to take PE, right? In, in high school. Um, and she's in strength and training. And, and because there's not very many girls in there, come on girls, get into strength and training. Just say it, don't let those guys hold it. Oh yeah, um, The girls get together because they're safety in the girl group versus all the guys in the class, right? And they're like, okay, Isabel. <laughs> Isabel, <laughs> they'll come after Isabel isabel with her weights on and isabel's like a viking she lift like crazy and they'll be like and she makes it look easy and so some of the other girls and they're like oh, whoa i think i pulled something <laughs> <laughs> so everywhere everybody's doing something different everybody is different we are unique snowflakes i mean we might have two parents my parents had nine kids some of us look similar to other ones of us, but we're all still very different. And that's the same genetics coming together multiple times. But because we have all these different ways it can map out, we truly are unique and different. And the thing to remember is what works well for you? Mm -hmm. What are your weaknesses? Where are you weak? I'm weak when I have physical pain. I'm weak when I have stress. So then I can be like, okay, those are my two pitfalls. So now I can, now that I recognize that, now I know what I can do. I'm like, okay, 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 I see you. 
and I can make new plans. I can change that around. Yeah. Um, and recognizing like what I eat and what I, what I might be suggesting for other people or suggesting works for me. And if you try it and you feel tired, sleepy, itchy, um, then maybe it's not for you. And you try something new. Well, in all fairness, if you're feeling tired and if you're starting a program and it's that first week, that transition and that break mm -hmm. of addictions, you might feel itchy, tired, sleepy, grumpy because you're changing. Um, Cause you know, like you might be addicted to sugar. You might be addicted to caffeine. You might be addicted to carbohydrates. So, or like even um, some people are addicted to the adrenaline in the meat when the animal is killed. So they're like, oh, I need this meat. And so, um, which is something nobody ever talks about. So um, if you're in transition and you get past that first week and you're not cheating and you're still feeling crappy, then it might be that that food is not ideal for you. Um, so then that's, you know, I agree with Duca, but if you're actually trying to change it, then you might go through that transition where it's called a Herxheimer response. Where we, body we should have a call. Sorry, we should have a call about the difference between, anyway, that's totally. But yes, I agree with Duca, like be mindful, but you want to like, okay, so one of my things was um, when I went through my uh, hero's journey of getting off of pharmaceuticals and recovering my wellness, um, I one of the best side effects or side benefits of everything that I chose to do was that I lost a shit ton of weight in a short amount of time. I was like, I think I, I never weighed myself when I started, but I, I definitely was over 200 pounds. I just was like in denial and did not want to weigh myself at that point. So the point where I started starting to see change, I was at, I think it was 185 pounds. And that was like where I took my first picture of, okay, I'll pose for this. And I was still really big because <clears throat> I'm only five feet, like five feet one pushing it. I like saying five foot one, but it's totally <laughs> So, so, um, yeah, so that was a lot of weight for me to carry. And, um, within the next, I, it was like nine months or nine or 10 months, I lost all of that weight and actually went down to about 115 pounds. And so everybody went from, oh, like what's going on with you? You're so big. you like, you know, like, oh, like you're so pretty, but you have to like lose that. They'd be like, Nana, what's wrong with you? Like, you're so pretty. You look terrible this way, you know? And then I lost all this weight. I went down to 115 and they'd be like, Nina, are you sick? Like, you're so skinny. Like, that's not a, like, you look anorexic. Are you vomiting? Is like, are you eating? And they like went, like, it was the same story, just like a different extreme. And it was just like, no, like I was healing. And then like, I had to get to the point where I stopped hurting because I was hurting every day and then figure out what that new reality looked like and then navigate it. So now I figured my, my ideal weight is about 123. 
between like 120, like between 120 and 125. And just, you know, cause we're going to fluctuate based on what we're eating. And that's where like the five pounds from the shrimp came in. But, um, you know, we tend to fluctuate like our, our, our weight isn't like exactly 127.3 every single day, because you know, hopefully we're not eating the same thing, you know, same exact thing every single day or starving ourselves every day. Um, so like when I say like my goal is to get back to like 125 because I gained all this weight from COVID, um, not from suffering from COVID, but from experiencing COVID, you know, locked in an apartment in New York City, not getting groceries, like living off of shelf food and stuff like that and just like having that become the new normal and then are all of the stress of you know the exposure and like homeschooling my kids going back to school my kid gets exposed like you know do I, like I got put on furlough I'm trying to find another job I'm trying to build a business it's not, like all of these things happening at the same time like my stress went through the roof and so, I mean, it was like, I was asking my divine communication, my divine team every day, like, do I have COVID today? Like, was I exposed to COVID today? Like to the point, like I was asking every single time I walked out of my house and then we have a push air system in our building. We have push air heat. So that means if anybody in the other 29 apartments would have had COVID, because they were like announcing like it's airborne. We, you know, like we were just discovered. And so that put me in a frenzy. Cause I'm like, Fuck, we got pushed air system. I have my, I'm breathing my neighbor's air. So every day I was like, was I exposed to COVID? Like, do I have to increase my vitamins? Do I like, what do I do? I was in a, I was a total mess. And then it was like one day I had to be like, okay, this is it. We are not asking about COVID anymore. I trust the stuff I do and like get back in alignment with myself. And we have to do that sometimes with other people and be like, I know I am doing this for my highest and best good. I am working this program. I am like taking care of this body because this body was given to me to come here and fulfill a divine mission. So I'm going to take care of it and do what I have to do. I don't care what fulano, sutano, and the neighbor down the block across the street over the hill around the corner in the pharmacy thinks about me. And that's kind of what we got to do. What do you think? <laughs> now that I went on my whole rant. <laughs> Well, I'd like to thank everyone for listening to our PV13 version of Body Confidence today. <laughs> Sorry. And, and, and Belinda's a passionate, passionate plea to care less about what other people think about you exactly. and how you feel really about how you feel about how you look. And, and going back to that, one of my favorite things when I was first being more confident, uh, after I was aware of all the hateful things I was saying about my body, was to start some affirmations. And you probably have known, you probably know about affirmations. They're hip, they're cool, and they work. Um, my favorite way of doing affirmations is by saying two positive things, like, like finding the thing that I'm saying that's negative, right? And then doing the opposite, like, ah, oh, nope, I'm gonna change that around. I'll do the opposite. And then I'm going to also include a body part into that, something I like about myself already. So then you have this like, this triple whammy going against these, these thoughts, this, this neural pathway we've created, this groove in our brain we've created that takes us down this, <laughs> this roller coaster of despair and hatred about ourselves by 
by first recognizing, oh, I, I'm, I'm about to peek out, on the, I'm about to go down the other side of this roller coaster and to start saying those positive things. So let's think, um, can I come up with a, can I come up with one right now? Um, Just so, keep in mind the stuff that we say to ourselves, they're not because we're saying it. It's because there's stuff that we've heard or we've seen on TV, like somebody who resembles what we're looking like at the moment and the stuff that was said to them, we're like, oh, we can identify with them. So we're absorbing that and, and taking it on as our own because I don't think people wanna treat themselves crappy, you know, on purpose. I really don't. It's just that it's, I think it's better in us to like, just be mean. Like we think that by being mean, we can motivate ourselves and it, it backfires 95% of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember, did you ever watch the biggest loser? It was on TV. The people yeah. I, I like watched like season one, like a cotillion yeah. years ago. <laughs> right. So it was a long time ago. Granted there were a couple. Because I love, years. like, I think, uh, what's her name? Jillian, whatever. I think she's so sexy. So, oh, yeah. Oh my God. I love so <gasps> mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, she's one of the coaches that are on there, but she's my least favorite coach because I felt like she was super mean. Like she was like really hardcore. Okay, and so I like the up. other guy. Sorry. Know, tattoo guy. Because he was like, okay, he was really positive. Like you are strong. You are safe. You can, you know what I mean? Um, so the way they lost weight. Yeah, but there's a, there's a point where when you give permission, um, because I've been in this, where when you give permission and you're like, I want you to just get me to that point where being mean and like yelling and someone in your face, it's like that Marine Corps mentality, which I'm sure you can identify with. Um, Cause you know, for those of you who don't know, Duca was a Marine. Um, when you give over that permission and you're like, I can't get myself into that zone. I give you permission to get me there. Sometimes that that being mean and yelling and being confrontational in your face is the trigger that you're like, yes, yes, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. And you're like, you just go do it. Like that whole Tony Robbins, like, you can do this. And you're like, yes, I can do this. And you get into that zone, <laughs> but God. Yeah, so. I, I totally stepped on your words. <laughs> tangenting again, from a tangent being in the Marine Corps, like that will not work. The fact that I have freedom now not to do what somebody else is telling me to do. Like if somebody does that to me, I'm like, cool, I'm done. <laughs> I stop. You may not yell at me. <laughs> yeah, because they don't have permission to though. That's the key. Right. That's the key component is the permission to keep you accountable. Still, I'm going to circle back again. Everybody is different. Find what works yeah. for you. Try it out. Be exploratory. Um, and in, in that time that you're being exploratory, love yourself where you are. Love yourself right now. Maybe write a letter to that body part that has been, that's been on your mind, taking up brain space, the thing that you're like, oh, I would love myself if only these pants or only if these boobs. And, and true confession, I have had two different boobs. I'm gonna, I hope, but I like, too. Maybe, no, mine were like way different. Like, I would get the padded bras, right? And take the padding out of one side and put it into the other side so that <laughs> they could like match up. Um, and so I know this could be- quitter, I had a quitter boob for breastfeeding. And so one is like, like not as 
perk i mean i never i never had perky boobs anybody who knows me personally knows that i always complain about my boobs that's like one of my biggest sore spots if i can like spend my whole life wearing a bra and like keeping like victoria keeping my secret i would be happy forever um but now that i just added myself i have like terrible i have ugly like they're the least sexy part of me they are and i like i'm like okay girls like all right and like for the longest time i'm like okay like we're gonna make peace with you we love you this and that and like i appreciate my boobs a hundred percent since i had my kid because they helped nurse him for two years and i totally am like okay you totally earned my respect because you did what you had to do you showed up for the job i mean only one of them did but it showed up for both of them that one put in the work for both of them. And I'm like, okay, I honor you. I respect you. I will not complain about you anymore. And now if anyone's like, oh, your boobs like, nope, I have a kid and they nursed them. I'm good. We're good now. We're best friends. See, that's beautiful. I love that. That is so awesome. I am so proud of you. That's what we're looking for. Like the thing that we don't like, what did it do? How did it serve you? It's already served you. That part of your body has already served you. Yep. Find that, find that service, find that gratitude, do the, I do an affirmation, make that a thing, look at it, love it, touch it, let other people touch it. You know, whatever it is. <laughs> you gotta touch my movie. <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you guys right now, we're talking about this and I want you to know in case you find out later on so you don't think that I, I'm a fraud. I, I have had surgery. I've had surgery out of my body. I, I did, I went and had my boob sizes changed. So instead of having a boob that went to here and to there, they both dangled to there now. I mean, they're definitely not, they're not perky. They're not something I'm gonna be like uh, posing topless with, with these beautiful like nipples sticking straight out or anything like that. They are just what they are. And having done that, I still, then, then, then they nursed me through, they nursed Isabel, those boobs did. And my breasts are fantastic and I love them. So I'm just like, yeah. letting you know, authentically the ending. that I did go and have surgery done because it was, it was taking up so much brain space in my mind. The fact that I'm going to stand up again. So go back to the YouTube video and I had <laughs> one down to here and one that went down to there. And I had like the Snoopy boobs, right? So like they pointed straight down and they had one here and one there. So yeah, I, mine aren't pretty either. So, um, but they, they are what they, they had to do. They did what they had to do. They did it even after they had surgery. They were super troopers. And I, I, I love, I love them. I actually really do love my body. I, I like that it talks to me, that it gives me pain signals, that it like lets me know that's uncomfortable if you, you know. And I think that's been a long journey and it's definitely not a complete journey. It's still in the process of being, of letting my spirit, my body become one you know? So I, I love that. Yeah. Anyway. I think it's something that it's a journey that doesn't end. Like we never reach a final destination. It's something I think that's because we're always changing as human yeah, beings. But I think the, the key component is, um, like there are still things that are not aesthetically pleasing when I'm walking around, you know, after a shower and that I'm just like, ooh, 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 like that can get fixed. And like, we need to do some like, some like, like a lot. 
or something <laughs> like a lot of leg lifts um but okay with my body i'm not beating myself up about it um like there are times where it will come out but i think the biggest gift that i got from being sick and going through my overhaul was that i learned how to listen to my body and so now my goal isn't to be you know like i don't know i can't think of any super i am like so not socially like whew, i can't think of any supermodels but I I can only think of supermodels from when I was a teenager, so I don't know. I, I know I can't. I can't think of anybody, but um, you know, insert supermodel name here. Like I'm not trying to be like them, um, but when I wake up and you know, I'm grateful that I have a body that helps me move forward and to get what I'm supposed to get done done because we're all here for a purpose, and I. Um, I'm grateful that I started listening to my body. So like now I, you know, I gained 45 pounds during COVID and I just started teaching uh, a new round of my cleanse and, and it's a 12 month coaching program. So I have clients that are, you know, working towards our 12 is I said 12 months, right? Working towards their goals for a year because it took me almost two years to get off of pharmaceuticals. And so, um, like, I am not a doctor. I don't pretend to be one, but I learned to listen to my body. And that was like the biggest blessing I think I got from my overhaul because now when I wake up and something is off kilter and it's just like, there's I, either a twang or I put my foot down. I'm like, ooh, like that was not supposed to be there. I don't discredit it or say, all right, whatever, and just keep moving. I'm like, hmm, like, yeah, I've been carrying this weight for a while. I think it's time to go back down. Like, even though I gained this weight and I know it's not my ideal for my sarcoid, I know it's not ideal for my brain health. And, you know, cause I have neurosarcoid and it affects my brain um, and I don't want to relapse. So I'm like, hmm, like I've been carrying this weight for a while. I think it's time to start doing something about it because now my body is giving me messages where it's complaining and it's like creaking and I have to pay attention to it. So like just being aware of that and like, you know, like the whole thing with the, with me and, and the seafood, it's just like, I knew it wasn't helping me. Um, and like, once I got rid of that, like, my stress is like almost nothing now. I mean, I recognize when I'm in a stressful event and then I can choose to step away from it because my body is not in so much crisis where everything is stressful or, you know, like, you know, if I, if I have a headache, I'm, I can look back and be like, Hmm, what did I eat? Because I'm not eating garbage all the time. There might be something that typically would be okay for me, but because of my weight or because of what's going on in my body right now is not resonating as well. Or, you know, and I can pick, I can almost like pick those things out and say, okay, now I'm going to be aware of this specific thing and see how it shows up for me next time I have it, or next time I'm in this situation, or next time I get out of bed, like, you know, maybe I didn't drink enough water yesterday. And then, you know, my, my, my spine was dehydrated and that's why my back tweaked or whatever. So getting that intuition and, and that's kind of like where I hope, like, regardless of what size you are, 
not, you know, like when you don't like something, you tend to avoid it. And your body is one of those things that you tend to ignore and avoid and, and mistreat. And making it your best friend and listening to what it has to say is huge, whether regardless of what size you want to be or what size you currently are. Um, you know, because our body really does give us a lot of messages if we listen. Amen to that, sister. I love that so much. I love it. But we're gonna we're gonna end there with this super cool quote that I got from my 14-year-old. And I think she got it from a movie, but I don't know which movie it is, so I apologize. <laughs> and it is everybody is a swimsuit body. That is <laughs> our quote. Yeah. Everybody is a swimsuit body. Love that you're in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she is so awesome. I um, keep telling her you gotta remind mom to say that. <laughs> I was like, Isabel, what's that quote? So please, um, I think we've had some good time today. We've talked a lot. We've shared some stuff. We got some first level stuff. We have some middle level stuff. We have some next level stuff in here. Um, and I apologize for my cursing, but that's kind of who I am. The fun part about this is you get to go mining. Use like a treasure hunt for awesome stuff all throughout here. So please feel free to re-listen and share. Um, and recognize we're, we're with you. We're, we're on this journey together as human beings and, and on this earth. And we're so glad that you could be here with us, that you could watch this and listen to, a, to us. And uh, please remember to um, check out our Facebook page. And I think we're going to have Instagram sometime soon. And we have a YouTube channel. So yay! Comment and uh, share us. Mm -hmm. Give us hints. It, what you know, if you have a topic you want us to talk about, like send us. We have an email us. too. Yeah, we do. <laughs> I can't I remember what it is. You'll see it in the credits. <laughs> Look, I think I have it on a note here, but let's just show it in the credits. It'll be easier. Yeah. Everybody is a swimsuit body. Love the body that you're in, and hopefully, you can found some tools in here to help you love where you are. Are you we love you. What your body means to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, say that again, Belen. That we redefine that what our body means to us. And our body also wants our highest and greatest good. So thank you so much for being here. We love you so much and we will see you later. Kisses to you guys. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, Duca. <laughs> thank you for listening to Wildcard Wellness. You can find us on YouTube and Facebook at Wildcard Wellness, as well as on Instagram at Wildcard Wellness underscore with D and B. Until next time, stay wild and stay well.